Exciting edition of Eddie's 366 Day Movie Challenge. It is I, the one and only Eddie Monster, here with you guys on another Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. That's right, a silver screen Sunday, that is. It is the one day of the year where we look back to the pasts of Hollywood. Dig up those old projectors. And just watch a cool movie. Why not, right? So, again, I just want to say I'm not sponsored by them at all. But uh, I went on to YouTube to Silver Screen Classics and checked out another film courtesy of them. I love it. And uh, this week we got an interesting one. It's kind of a noir, kind of a romance Movie all into one. It's a little hard to explain. But before we get into that, as always, you guys can follow us on the various networks, whether it be our blog page or X or Twitter, whatever the hell you want to call that. As of right now, those are the only social media pages or whatever pages that we have. Excuse me for this challenge. And rightfully so. I don't need to create a Facebook page and an uh, an Instagram page would be cool. We might do that. That is one that is possible. We might do. Um, not 100% positive yet, but we're uh, probably going to aim for it. So stay tuned for that. If that does become available, we will definitely let you know uh, for sure. But, uh, yeah, so Silver Screen Sunday. We went to Silver Screen Classics on YouTube. And this one kind of caught my eye. It's the... It's the explanation of the film that sort of caught my eye. I thought it was an interesting one, um, to say the least. And it was released in 1948. And the funny thing about these these films from from those times is there was no like rating system, right? It was either it passed or it didn't pass. You know what I mean? Uh, there was no rated R, rated PG, PG 13G, none of that stuff. So. Um, it's described as a crime drama film noir. I am talking about 1948's Shed No Tears, which was directed by Gene Yarborough. Or Yarbrough. Yep, yeah, Yarbrough. I feel like I'm saying yeah, bro, but I'm not. Uh, you may know him. He's directed such things as Freckles Come Home, Comes Home, Top Sergeant Mulligan, Inside Job, and I'm the Law. Which was a TV series. So yeah. And uh, the film basically. It's about a wife and a husband. Right. And the wife convinces her husband. That it would be best. For them to cash in. And to get tons of money. She convinces him. That he should fake his own death. So they could fraudulently collect on his life insurance policy now let me remind you that in 1948 it was a hell of a lot easier to do these kinds of things um, 
they were a lot easier to get away with, let's just say. I mean, think about it for a second. This is the way they thought in, in the 1930s and 1940s. All Superman has to do to disguise himself is to put on a pair of glasses, and that's it. Instantly, you cannot recognize Superman. He is he is not Superman anymore. He's a big, muscular dude with glasses. He must be somebody else. He must be Clark Kent, right? Well, that was kind of the mentality back then, and, you know, you grow a mustache, you're all set. Nobody's going to fucking recognize you unless it's your family, right? Well, okay. Maybe we'll buy it for now. But, uh, however, there is a slight problem with this plan. What he doesn't realize and what he doesn't know is that his wife is having an affair with another man. Ooh, right? And she plans to kind of trick him. Because I believe, according to the story, I believe they live in California. He flies out to Washington, right? And I'm thinking it's D.C., I think. I don't know. Maybe it could be Washington State. I'm not sure. Uh, But she plans for him to, because part of the plan is he has to go away. He's got to fake his death, go away for a little while, and then she'll meet up with him with the money. But he doesn't know that the plan does not. Include him. Dun, dun, dun. You know what I mean? So, yeah. That is the overall premise of this film. And it stars Wallace Ford as Sam Grover, who is the party in question, along with June Vincent, who plays Edna Grover, who's the wife. Then you've got Ray Belden. I mean, excuse me, Mark Roberts, who plays Ray Belden, who is the the piece of ass on the side for the uh, for the wife there, and then you got Dick Hogan, who uh, what a bad name. But anyways, Dick Hogan, who plays Tom Grover, and then uh, Elena Verdugo, who plays his girlfriend Marilyn. You got Frank Albertson as Police Lieutenant Hutton, and then the every noir film needs a private eye. He's very importante, let me tell you. And that is Johnston White, who plays Huntington Stewart. I love these names, by the way. Huntington Stewart. Johnstone White. Very sophisticated, Johnstone White. Uh, But yeah, I'm having too much fun right now. Don't mind me. Uh, Anyways, and it's plus I don't have a trailer, so I got to buy myself some time here. Um, Yeah, so... It theoretically, okay, theoretically, the film works. Theoretically, right? You got this husband who's a sucker and doesn't realize that his wife's been using him. Maybe he does. Maybe he just doesn't want to believe it. You know, he's in denial. She loves me. She would not fuck me over, right? I mean, that. how would that possibly happen, right? Meanwhile, there's a son, right? who was somehow taken out of the will. So so Edna is not his original wife, okay? Must have been having a midlife crisis, fell in love with a younger woman. I don't know how much younger she is. I don't know. I think she's still older than his son. Falls in love with Edna. 
even though Edna obviously can't stand the man. And he falls for the thing of, you know, put me as your benefactor, you know, when it comes to your insurance plan. And he says, okay, I will do that. I will do that immediately. And he does. And the son knows this. It's like, man, there is something fishy going on here. Now, however, much to the son's credit, he doesn't know that his dad is still alive. Right? He kind of thinks his dad's dead. But he just doesn't think his dad would just die in a fire and that's it. Right? He thinks this foul play that uh, is in, involved. So, of course, back in the 1940s, you wouldn't go to a detective. No, nah, I mean, why would you want to go to a detective, right? Even then, they were like to fund the police, right? Hire a private eye. They're so much better, right? These these swindlers known as, known as private eyes. So he goes to Huntington Stewart, and he tells Huntington Stewart, and Huntington Stewart is just seeing dollar signs, Right? For some reason, he's like, ooh, I know you don't have many, but I'm going to take this case anyways. That's not actually how he talks either. But he agrees to take the case. And that's where this huge triangle starts to come into play. And this is why I said theoretically it works in, in concept. But then there's the execution, right? And every film needs to be executed. And this one just was was starting off so good. And it was going so good and so good. And you're like, oh, man, shit, yeah. No, he just found out. Oh, man, you know. But then it just went out of control. And you're, and you're watching Huntington Stewart, right? And he goes to Edna pretty much. Alludes to Edna that he knows that she's been messing around with another guy, you know this and that. He, however, doesn't realize or doesn't know that the the the, the husband's still alive. And then eventually, he just thinks because Sam comes back because he's like, "What the fuck? I've been out there for a while. You haven't given me any money. Then I see you off with some dude." Right, who I have to execute as at his at his at his place, and then I got to come back and I've got to point this gun at you and pretty much hold you hostage until you agree to give me half of my money. And uh, so Huntington Stewart doesn't know it's him, thinks it's another dude, and he's like, "Holy shit, this girl really had her husband killed and then had Ray Belden killed." All because of another dude. He's like, this is a crazy-ass triangle. You know, love triangle going on here. And all of a sudden, there's that. And then he's using... Then he figures out that Sam Grover is not a different dude. That it's Sam Grover. And kind of uses the, the fact that he knows that Sam Grover killed Ray Belden. And uses it against him. Meanwhile, he's also still using... Edna, so it's kind of crazy, and then eventually, I believe, you know, Edna falls to her death, 
and everything just kind of goes, you know, tits up. And Sam's just like, you know what, Bucket Man, I'm going to jail anyways. Just let me die in jail. You win, whatever. And then Tom figures out Pops is still alive. And he's like, oh, geez. And who knows? He might get the money. I don't know. Not really answered there. So, like I said, theoretically, the film and the idea works. How it was executed just seemed a little all over the place to me. The acting's terrific. Don't worry about that. Really good acting in this movie from everybody. Um, just about. Uh, the cinematography's great. Black and white. Gotta love it. 1948. And, uh, yeah, I mean, this, you know, that's my one little problem is just the execution. June Vincent, who plays uh, Edna, is uh, quite the looker. She's been in some stuff, you know, like The Creeper, Can't Help Singing, Black Angel, Shed No Tears. She died in 2008, and she worked all the way up until 1976 when she starred as Ursula Harrison in Maud and was even in Kung Fu, Streets of San Francisco. So she lived a pretty much a TV life after a while, and why not? Um, but, yeah, overall, I went off on a tangent there about looking up her past. It's a, it's definitely a good one. If you want to watch a, a nice, it had the idea of the noir, but not quite in the execution. But if you want to watch a decent film, check it out. It's on YouTube, like I said. Um, and, yeah, that's all I'm going to say. I'm going to give the film a B- minus for a final grade. Check it out. I'll see you guys. Amanana. Thank you.